Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We'll speak to the AFL Players Association CEO, Paul Marsh, in the house. My name is Kane Corns. The SEN Chief Sports Reporter is Sam Edmund. He also joins us for the next couple of hours. Sammy, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, good afternoon to you, Kane. Mm. Good to be with you again. What we uh, sounds fellow like we just signed off only a couple of hours ago uh, from last night, but good to join you. A uh, big show coming up and joining me in the studio, one of the prominent AFL player agents and all-round media guru, Liam Pickering, joins me. Pickers, good morning. Good morning to you, Kane. Good and afternoon. Good, good afternoon to Thank you, Kane, you, and man. good afternoon to you, uh, Sammy. Yeah, it feels like I just sort of logged off like a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you get to bed? <laughs> oh. I got to bed early, but uh, I've been here since early as well. well. I understand that, but you would have been taking a few calls oh, from players last oh, night. Oh, last night was really a night for the PA. Got to all the players, so that was the main thing. We'll get to them over the next day or two and see how they're all feeling about it. But it's pretty hard to get to everyone last night. I did an interview with you blokes. I didn't really give you a lot. Very tight-lipped. Well, I couldn't. Oh. I felt I didn't feel it was my position to do, to be perfectly honest. And I apologise. I couldn't give you a bit more at that stage, but I don't think it was fair... Uh, on behalf of the players because they, they hadn't been told and I don't think there's anything worse than people just leaking stuff before it's officially out. So um, apologies, I couldn't give you much more. So the meeting last night between the players, that was just a few key players signing off on that deal, was That it? was everyone getting the, getting their head around, well, being told, basically. The, the players have got a, delegates and a board that are put in place to work with the PA to... For the betterment or the the good of um, the whole industry, as far as AFL players go, and they're represented by Patrick Dangerfield as the president, and you know all the delegates of the clubs, the, the captains and the like, and then uh, and the PA were Marshy and James Gallagher and his crew. So, you know, as I said earlier this morning, I, I think you know you hear Gill's comments, and I think it's never been an issue for the AFL and the players. It's been an issue that's been, in my view, it's been driven against the players by the by certain elements of the media. Let's get our next guest perspective on that. He has had a busy week, maybe his biggest in his career. The AFL Players Association CEO is Paul Marsh. He joins us. Uh, Paul, good afternoon. Thanks for your time. Pleasure, gents. Good chat. Take us through the deal that has been struck and, and your thoughts on it and whether it's a good outcome for both parties. Yeah, look, it's um, you know obviously announced yesterday. It's probably just... Sort of talking about it being a deal or whatever is is interesting. I think we've just tried to find a solution to what's a, a pretty significant problem for our industry on the back of what's a very significant issue for the broader community. Um, you know, clearly our industry now is, you know, because of this issue, um, is in this unprecedented state and we've just tried to find a way to work through it in a way that um, allows some certainty for the players because right now we... You know, the industry is going to need them 
at some point to get back out in the park if it's going to keep its head above water. Um, so we've we've got to a point where the players will receive 50% of their salaries for the next two months and then we'll work... It'll, it'll, the fork in the road will go one way or the other. If they don't play, they'll still receive 30%. If they do play, they'll receive 50 um, And as I said, that keeps some certainty for the players. Uh, it, it allows the clubs to to tap into the players. They'll still be expected to do um, you know, things that will help the industry drive as much commercial revenue as possible. Um, so we think it's a fair outcome in the circumstances. Did it at all get tense? That was the way it was perceived in the media. Oh, look, this is... It, I would say that it's been a tense time for everyone, not just foot mouth and working at footy, but it's, it's been an incredibly difficult few weeks for everyone. Everyone's worlds have been thrown upside down, and I think what we've been able to do with the AFL is just work through this in, I reckon, an incredibly quick time um, to try to get to where we've got to. But of course, we had had some moments as we were working through it, but you know, one thing I'd say is that in the time I've been doing this job, the AFLPA, like we've always been able to find a way through it with the AFL. Um, Dylan and I have always been able to work through difficult problems, um, and I had complete confidence that we'd do that here, and we did. So, you know, I think it, it was... There was a fair bit of hysteria around what was going on here, probably because there wasn't much else to talk about. But I think, you know, we worked through this quickly. We were talking several times at least every day you know we mobilized our board our players the agents as because was just saying like this i think everyone's come together really quickly here to find a solution to to keep the game afloat and i think we've got to a fair outcome uh, good afternoon paul sam edmund here thanks for joining us today how are the lower paid or the the minimum wage players protected with this arrangement going forward yeah, and that's a lot of the parts of what we worked through. Um, there was complexities that we were dealing with. Um, you know, what we've got is there's a common percentage amongst all the players, as I've just gone through. But we've been able to, you know, work through. Um, we've got a sort of hardship type fund set up where players, particularly those sort of towards the, the minimum salaries and have got families, we've actually been able to give them some assistance um, through the PA. So. You know that was a really big thing for us to try to work through that, and you know because we don't we don't want to see you know players during this time um, you know completely disadvantaged or in hardship, and that's something that we've just been working through. So we have we have got an outcome there. The CBA signed for the period of 2017 to 2022 was such a seismic uh, negotiation and groundbreaking in so many ways. Is there an acceptance that that will need to be drawn up again? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've got through, we've got some certainty for right now and then, you know, there, there's lots of things we now need to work through with the, the AFL, the clubs, the players, the agents over the next little bit. Um, you know, we, we haven't made any decisions around what the CBA looks like. I think we need to just give this a bit of time to see what the real impact of um, the coronavirus is going to be on our industry. But, you know, clearly if, you know, if, we're, if the future's looking a whole lot um, bleaker than what we thought it was uh, when we did the deal, then we've got to sit down and work through it. I mean, as I said, it's, the game um, and the players are interlinked and it's really important that, you know, we do everything we can to make sure the games are strong and the players are putting on the show and they need to be, you know, linked to how well the game's going. So, you know, that, that's ahead of us. And, Marshy, the AFL's uh, PA's funding for, for 2020, that's, um, that's disappeared? Yeah, I mean, we obviously need to make a decision here to try to put as much um, 
you know, to the players as we possibly could. So, you know, that puts a lot of pressure on our business and our ability to support the players for the rest of the year. But, um, you know, we're, we're in planning mode as to how we're going to work through that. And everyone's business is in the same position. So um, it's, it's appropriate that we also take that hit um, and we'll just work through that and adjust it. And as I said, we're already in planning mode there. At what point will you sit down, Paul, and work out what uh, 2021 looks like, list sizes, salary cap and all of that? Is, is that an ongoing situation? Is something you work through towards the rest of this year? Yeah, I think there'll be lots of conversations. Um, as you'd appreciate, the last two weeks has been incredibly hectic. You know, firstly, working through last week, which seems a long time ago, just actually whether we were going to play or not, whether it was safe and you know, all that. And then this week's been trying to work through... Um, the issues we've just been talking about. So we will move reasonably quickly to what it looks like from here. Um, the starting point is the CBA that we've got on foot, but we will then have discussions. And I think, you know, we're, we're reasonable people. We'll work through this with the industry. Um, if circumstances change, you've got to be able to adjust and you've got to be able to find solutions that, that match the circumstances of the day. Paul, Gil McLaughlin's gesture to match the uh, the pay cuts taken by the players. How significant was that in reaching a, an outcome in the end? Oh, look, it wasn't even a talking point, to be honest. I mean, I know there was a lot of talk out in um, the public. Um, I think that was coming through the media, um, as has been reported, Gil said to me. You know, if it helps, I'll match the players' cut. I, I personally... Um, don't feel strongly about this at all and I've told Gil that and I think he'd, he'd absolutely back me up on that. So I don't think it made um, any significant difference to where we're at, but I think credit to him for, for being actually prepared to do that. From Have few... you been given any sort of undertaking whether the AFL executive would be doing the same, Paul? Oh, once again, Sam, like from our perspective, it's not it's not a tit-for-tat thing here. It's actually, let's work through the, the right solution. I mean, the AFL business, the clubs as, as business entities have all taken hits through this. Everyone's taken a hit through it and mm. it's appropriate given the circumstances. I don't think we need to individualise this. Um, as I said, it's a, it's a good gesture from, from Gil. Um, I, I haven't even discussed with any other executives and I don't think it's appropriate for us to be demanding that. And the, from a futures perspective, Gil, um, obviously we, we've got no idea the length of the season, how long it's, you know, when it's going to start, whatever, but the draft and, and from a NAB yeah, you know, the kids coming through position. Uh, you haven't. We sort of haven't got to that yet. No, no, we haven't. And look, these are they're questions that are coming at us. So we had an all all employer meeting yesterday afternoon, as you know. We had a, um, a meeting with the agents yesterday afternoon, and there are a million questions coming at all of us, and we just need to work through them now. Um, so you know, I think. You know, when we sat down and did our business plan for 2020, this wasn't on the horizon. I think nearly everything else um, falls to the wayside and, and this year is going to be about dealing with this coronavirus issue and there's going to be lots of those sort of things that we still need to work through. So keep them coming, mate. I know you will. <laughs> Understand that uh, you're clearly focused on the current crop of players, but what about past players, Paul, and, and th- those that have lost their jobs? We've seen, you know, over 100 assistant coaches lose their jobs this week. What support measures can you offer them? Yeah, well, one of the things that we negotiated in the, the, the 2017 CBA was a past player injury and hardship fund. Um, so we've got some money in that that will be able to help um, some past players. Now, you know, the size of the problem at the moment is we're, we're still 
still to be determined. And you know, I think a lot of past players, the recently retired guys, rely on you know club, country football, whatever, for to supplement their incomes. Um, a lot work in the industry, as you've just pointed to. So, you know, there's there's obviously going to be a lot of our members who are doing it really tough through this. We've got some funding here. Obviously, as Tickers has just said, we don't have any more funding coming in um, to the PA this year, so that, that's going to limit our ability a little bit. But um, we have got some some surplus funds built up over um, a few years that hopefully will better help us get those guys through. The AFL Players Association Most Valuable Player Award is named after Lee Matthews. He was really strong. He says he's been disappointed in the playing group and the way they've gone about it. Have you spoken to Lee? Yeah, I did. I gave him a call the other night. Um, look, I'd say that I and all of our members have an enormous respect for Lee, and he's completely entitled to his opinion. Um, you know, in our conversation, you know, well, his view was that we should have just done exactly what the AFL asked of us. Um, what you know, and the conversation I had with him was part way through this week before we got to the end. I think. You know, Clearly, we took a few days to work through it, which I don't think was inappropriate given the complexity of what we're dealing with. But we've now reached an, an outcome that both the AFLPA and AFL are happy with. So I would think that, um, I would hope that Lee would respect where we've landed and that now would see that, okay, this is something that the AFL is happy with. Paul, is there a, a sense of relief at having it done the morning after? I mean, we're talking about months and months of negotiation crammed into a week, effectively. Is it a, a bit of a load off? Not that there's, I'm not saying there's not a heap of work still to be done, but it must be a sense of relief at the moment. Oh, I'm probably feeling a little bit calmer today than I was yesterday. But, um, you know, I think like it's, it's just been a huge two weeks. And it's for, as I keep saying, it's for everyone. Everyone has gone through just complete turmoil um, and I'm really feeling for all the people out there, those in the industry and those outside who've been stood down or lost their jobs. Um, you know, and we've still got a lot of work to do just to try to help our members through this really difficult time. So that's where our focus turns really quickly now. But look, it is nice to get this locked away and we can actually focus on um, on, on really helping people, which is what, that's what we're here to do. We're here to help our members, um, you know, and it's important that we keep doing that. And the players, I guess, the good news out of last night have committed to play right up until the end of the year. Did, did that take some convincing or it was just, um, you know, basically a pretty easy decision for the boys? Oh, no, it's been a very easy decision. We, we made that decision last week when we had a, you know, when we were talking about um, the impact of this on the season and obviously last week was all about whether we would play or not. The players at that point said, no, we're, we're prepared to do whatever we need to do to keep the industry afloat. And I think it's just really important because it, to, to spell out that, you know, and I've been in every one of these meetings, um, that's been the overriding view from the players. They're seeing people that they love within their clubs being stood down. They're seeing their assistant coaches, people that have a profound impact on their lives day to day who have been impacted by this. And that's been what's been the overriding point from the players is we need to do whatever we need to do to get this back on so that everyone has a chance of, of getting through this. And, you know, that's been lost a bit in the discussions and that's all fine, but that's been the players' overriding view. Paul, thanks so much for your time and what's been a, a busy and difficult week for yourself. Anytime, gents. Thank you. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.